Hey everyone, and welcome to 30 Extra Lives, the podcast. I'm your host, Tom Lynch, and here we are, episode two. Who thought we'd make it this far? I uh, just want to start out uh, before we get going on today's topic. I want to say thanks, everyone, for the kind words about episode number one. I appreciate people listening in. Uh, and I want to send a special shout out to the McSauce crew. Uh, that's mcsoss.com. Uh, they do some pretty good stuff over there. They've had a podcast that I've listened to for a long time. I've had the pleasure of knowing those sons of bitches. And uh, and they're pretty good guys when they're not being the worst people in the world. So now that that's out of the way, uh, today's topic is Logan and the status of the X-Men movie franchise. So let's... Uh, <laughs> I don't want every episode to be a history lesson, uh, but I think it's good to give context uh, for what we're talking about. So Marvel... I guess let's let's go to the the very beginning. Uh, you know, the beginning of time. God created heaven and earth. Now let's uh, we can skip ahead. So in 1994, Fox bought the film rights. I guess obtained the film rights is the correct terminology uh, for the X Men characters. Uh, it took six years till uh, 2000 when Brian Singer directed and wrote the first X Men movie. So that's 17 years ago the X Men started. Hugh Jackman, of course, played Wolverine and was clearly the standout actor and character from that first movie. Uh, And he would go on to almost appear in pretty much every X-Men movie since. Um, Looking at the the notes I have here, the only one he didn't show up in was Deadpool, which is crazy. So anyway, uh, 17 years ago, X-Men starts and, uh, and a few months ago, Logan comes out. And I'm going to try my best not to talk about spoilers. Uh, and I guess uh, I guess we'll kind of cover Logan real quick on its own. But boy, what a what a good movie! Uh, just a plain good movie. And and they do they do the right thing. They do what what these movies need to do to to continue at this point. And that's and that's write a good movie, write a good script, have good characters, and have the superhero aspect of it be secondary. And, and we'll see some examples of where that went wrong as as we go through our little tour here. But in, in Logan, they got it right. Uh, they had a very small cast, which helps with a two-hour film. Uh, it's basically Logan, it's X-23, Charles Xavier, and uh, a couple other newer new characters that show up. I don't want to spoil that in case anyone's uh, real sensitive. But the way this movie works, and, and it's... Uh, even from the trailers, I got a very Lone Wolf and Cub, um, Last of Us type of vibe between Logan and X-23. And, and I think that bears out for the most part. I never finished Lone Wolf and Cub, so I don't know how that wraps up. And, you know, not talking about endings, but... And even though they are making a Last of Us, uh, what is it, Part 2, which is a great title. The way The Last of Us ended was very final. Like, I felt like I had seen that story to its conclusion. So having a sequel come out with the same characters somehow still got me excited. I I, I trust that studio to do good work. But with Logan, there is very much a finality to the end of that film that does not lend itself to a sequel. Or if it does, it is a sequel that comes years later with a grown-up X-23 played by Mila Kunis, 
which uh, my girlfriend came up with and I think is perfect casting. So I would watch that. But getting back to the point at hand, Logan does a great job of kind of taking where these X-Men movies were going with the first few and really pushing it to its logical conclusion. Um, Things don't always work out and you don't always end up with who you want to end up with. And, you know, they do a very good job of having a superhero movie where like, it's not like they don't win. It's not like there's not a victory to be claimed at the end. But it's not clear cut. It's not. It's not you know white and black. And, and I think the X Men movies, particularly, especially those first two, really excelled at those gray areas. And that's why the comics have excelled over the years. Uh, you know, I haven't read them on a regular basis in a while. But that's always been the thing, right? You're always supposed to be able to look at Charles Xavier. You're always supposed to be able to look at uh, Eric Lencher, Magneto, and and kind of see both of their points of view. You're not supposed to have one just be just 100% evil. And I, I think that, you know, it's kind of the Marvel archetypes uh, in a way, but I think that's important to that series and to those characters, that, that not everything is, well, he's the bad guy and he's the good guy, and that's just how it's going to go. And Logan really, really pushes what that means. There are characters, and, and you know, not to get into it, I mean, you know, surprise, Wolverine's the good guy, and then there's a bad guy. Um, but in this case, it's, you know, everyone is, you know, they feel justifiably in the right. Um, and honestly, it's, the, the good guys don't even feel like good guys. They just, they're there, they ended up there. They're not necessarily happy about how they ended up there and what they're doing, but they're still doing it. Um the acting is spectacular. You know, Hugh Jackman, I'm going to say, easily puts in his best performance. Uh, Patrick Stewart is wonderful, as always. X-23, played by Daphne Keene, uh, who just all three of them are amazing. And it really is a movie about those three characters uh, and, and the, the journey that they've been on and the journey that they will uh, move forward in. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a great piece of film. It's just a good movie, and it's something that I think can be recommended to pretty much anyone. I don't think you need to have a history with the X-Men. It's nice having that because then like, you know who the Reavers are, you know who the Morlocks are, and and you get some context for stuff that they talk about uh, in Vagaries. Um, but I think that's also a real strong part. There's a lot of things they don't, they, they don't explicitly delve into things that happened in the past everything's kind of hinted at and i think that's cool we don't need to know everything that happens we just need to know that something has happened so i i mean logan is a it's a great movie i I encourage everyone to go see it if you get a chance Uh, it's totally worth your time and you know hugh jackman's gone on the record saying he's no longer going to play wolverine he's retiring that actor or that character at least for himself you know come on fox is going to find a new wolverine uh, and Patrick Stewart has also gone on to say he's probably done with Professor X before immediately saying like, yeah, you know, if they want me for Logan, I'd probably do that. and Or not Logan, for um, Legion. And if they want me for, was it a uh, Deadpool, like I'll do that too. So, I mean, Patrick Stewart's not as hard on it, but um, I, I think I think Hugh Jackman's ready to stop working out every day and eating whole chickens all the time. So anyway, 
so to get at what this episode's about, I really, what are we, like nine minutes in? Oh boy, I am uh, slowing down. Episode two, here we go, you guys. But to to get at what uh, my main idea for today is that I think Logan is kind of the perfect point to cut off the Fox X-Men movies as they exist today. So what I was what I was talking about before with X-Men 1 and 2 kind of being the beginning and Logan being the conclusion, those are really those are the important films in this series. And that's not to say that the other ones aren't good. Some are, some aren't. But X-Men the 2000 movie from Brian Singer is a movie that really blew away any expectations of what a superhero movie could be. There's a lot of nuance in that film. There's a lot of politics in it. There's a lot of, you know, obviously the the race illusions uh, that X-Men bring. And it does a really good job of showing you all that. And I think it's like a 90-minute movie. Like, that's a fast movie to do that stuff in. And they do a really good job. I remember showing it to my mom, of all people, and her just stopping and going like, wow. Like, that's not what I expected. I don't think it's what anyone expected. You know, I think... We were all ready for blue and yellow spandex and, you know, Magneto trying to launch nuclear missiles. And in a way, you know, whatever. Magneto is the bad guy. But Xavier visits him in prison at the end. So, uh, And then X-Men 2 kind of moves forward with those ideas, but in a way that becomes more Wolverine-centric. And I think that, and that's part of where, like, we end up with logan being the end because like he's the main character of those movies uh, i mean everyone else is cool and everyone else is good and there are good portrayals but that first movie is about logan not knowing who he is and and trying to find his past wrapped around this stuff with magneto the second movie is explicitly about wolverine trying to figure out what his past is and kind of walking away from that and so we pick up with Logan where it's kind of the same thing. Like he, he's no longer haunted by his past. At least if he is, he doesn't care anymore. It's something that's just existed for long enough and he's just ready to be done. Uh, you know, we, we, we find him, I'll try not to talk about anything beyond the first, you know, half hour, but like, he's not in great shape. He's trying to save money to essentially retire. Like he doesn't want to be doing the things that he's had to do. Uh, and it's just uh, it's time for him to move on. Um, so by the end of that, by the end of Logan, they they wrap him up. Um, his story is all but finished. And I think if the story began with X Men One and he was the driving factor, I think if they have the end, like they should take it, take their way out of what has become a mess in the Fox X Men films. So let's uh, let's do a little history lesson today. Let's run down the release dates of when these movies came out and uh, kind of see how we ended up where we are today. So X-Men comes out in 2000. Uh, X-2 comes out in 2003, so we've got a full three-year wait. Uh, and then X-Men The Last Stand came out another three years later. So The Last Stand is the first blemish in the X-Men series where uh, Brian Singer stepped away to do Superman Returns. 
And as we all know, Superman Returns became the greatest Superman film of all time, and that's Modern New Justice League. <sighs> that's what I wish. I wish Superman Returns got a sequel. I liked that movie a lot. Anyway, this isn't about Superman. That's another episode. Um, so X-Men The Last Stand, uh, Brett Ratner directed it. Brett Ratner's okay. I don't mean to... He's not good. He's not great. Um, he makes some not good films, uh, Last Stand being chief among them. X-Men 3 really lost a lot of its nuance. It became just a, well, you know, Magneto's the bad guy, and I guess Phoenix is the bad guy. I don't know. Like, they tried to bring a little bit of that in, but, I mean, they she murders Scott in the first, like, ten minutes. Like, she's no longer a good guy. There's no gray there. Like, she murdered a man. And and that movie just, it was just full of stupid stuff. Like, it didn't make any sense. And it's just, it's. I mean, that's that's when you start to see the chinks in the armor of the X-Men franchise. So th- another three years go by, and we get X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is once again looking into Wolverine's past. Um, I, I <laughs> only saw that once, and I don't remember much but i remember coming out of going like meh like that was all right that was wolverine killing dudes and i think that is a when when the calls for a rated r wolverine movie started because he does a lot of murdering in that movie but there's like no blood there's no gore uh which isn't something i necessarily look for uh anyway i'm kind of a weenie so i'm more on the pg-13 side of things i i I like implied murder, not necessarily explicit murder, but that movie wasn't particularly good. So we're on a downward trend for the X-Men movies. So then X-Men First Class comes out in 2011. And what seemed like their chance to break free of those first three movies and move on, they decided to double down on those movies and make a prequel that will try and lead into them. So it's based in the 60s during the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, and it's kind of about the fallout between Professor X and Magneto, uh, which is a cool story. Like, it's cool to see how they decided on it, um, how they decided to tell that story. And that was good, but the idea that you're going to do the origin story of the X-Men, you're going to bring in a bunch of other X-Men that uh, haven't yet appeared in the later movies, and somehow make it make sense that none of those characters exist in 2000. Like, you know, let's just pretend they're trying to do 1962 is first class and the year 2000 is X-Men. Like, those characters, like, if Professor X is still around, like, do all those X-Men die? Like, what happens to them? It's just, it's a bizarre thing that they felt they needed to create this, you know, X-Men universe. Um, like just, you know, it had been, I mean, it was two years since X-Men Origins Wolverine. I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that was their chance to kind of cut free of that continuity, but they, you know, decided not to. And that was a pretty good movie. But they began their track down to, <laughs> to the mess that they're in today. So two years later, the Wolverine comes out. Uh, it's a, you know, obviously a Wolverine-based story where he goes to Japan, and I 
I'm going to be honest, I drank a bit towards the second half of this movie. I don't remember the Wolverine much. Um, I remember he fought a giant dude in silver armor that was the Silver Samurai, and they had some interesting ideas in there, but I don't Wolverine wasn't great. A year later, X-Men Days of Future Past comes out, and <laughs> so this is this is where they really screwed up. So they decide to do a future story with Wolverine where, you know, the Sentinels have taken over and, you know, they're trying to travel back in time. So obviously in the comics it was Kitty Pride that did this. Kitty Pride was barely a character. In these movies, Wolverine's the big guy, so make Wolverine go back in time and try and fix everything. Uh, in the end, they end up retconning The Last Stand completely out of existence. Um, Gene's still alive, Scott's still alive, the school's still intact. You know, all these things are, are kicking around. Oh, yeah, Xavier's still alive. I forgot he died in The Last Stand. So they they managed to just, you know, Brian Singer found a way to go, like, how about I just delete the movie I didn't work on, uh, which is pretty good. Although, did he? Eh, whatever. I don't feel like getting into it. So after, after Days of Future Past, I mean, this article lists Deadpool as a, I'm not, I'm not even going to... Deadpool doesn't count. And then last year, X-Men Apocalypse. I still haven't seen X-Men Apocalypse, so I can't really speak to it, only that I've heard not great things and that they muck themselves up even more with continuity, um, specifically showing Xavier like meeting Jean Grey for the first time, which contradicts the flashback that happens in The Last Stand. Now, you can... You can absolutely retcon away The Last Stand. You cannot retcon away the flashbacks that are portrayed in The Last Stand because that's not how time works. It doesn't make sense. If you're going to do that, you have to retcon the entire original trilogy out of place. And But, but in Days of Future Past, when he changes the future, it's not from... I don't know. I guess now that I'm talking about it, maybe by saying he went back to what was it the 70s by saying he changed the future from the 70s i guess that basically retcons that original trilogy out so now that i'm talking about it maybe it makes more sense but that's stupid that's stupid as hell why go through the time to do that why spend two movies trying to fit in with a continuity that you were going to wipe away just make a new continuity just it turns out hugh jackman plays wolverine in two universes like who gives a crap like, instead, they make this junk. Whatever. Moving on. So, Logan comes out this year, 2017, and is uh, spectacular. And and the way they... They've changed the way they told stories again. In, in the way that the first X-Men and X2 changed the way we looked at superhero films, Logan is going to do that again. And we're going to expect more out of our superhero films. Uh, you know, it's something... I'm curious what the Marvel Studios, you know, Avengers, Infinity, or whatever the hell's coming out this year is going to look like. Obviously, you know, stuff coming out this summer is a little too quick to be influenced by this, uh, by Logan. So I'm curious if we'll see any of that. But uh, but I, I, I feel like this is it. Like, this is their chance. They had one chance when they rebooted to do a prequel, and they didn't. I, I think this is what they need to do, is that they need to just break off completely forget James McAvoy forget other guy that plays Magneto just forget it all give X-Men 
I don't know, three, four, five years. I mean, how quick are they rebooting Spider-Man? And just start over. Just tell a new story. You know, start over in the year 2017 where the X-Men are just first showing up. Like, everything doesn't have to match with the comics. You don't have to do this crap from the 60s and move forward. It's just, it's it's a bizarre thing. But I guess, you know, it's, it's a keeping up with the Joneses, right? Like, they see Marvel setting up all of these movies and franchises and it's a money-making machine. And they figure, why not do that for themselves? And I can't completely fault them for that, except for the part where, like, their universe is so stupid and convoluted. Which I guess, you know, the X-Men universe is. I mean, how many alternate futures and pasts are there in the comics? I, I feel like every six months we're seeing a different one. So, I mean, hey, maybe this is keeping in with tradition of the X-Men. I 100% do not believe that is what they were trying to do. But, you know, if you want to spin it that way, spin it that way. But, yeah, just with Hugh Jackman being the linchpin of all these films and essentially being the start, like, without without Hugh Jackman, that first movie is not the movie we know it as today. And without Hugh Jackman, we never would have gotten to Logan. I, I, I think... I think it's time. If he's going to let the character go, I think we need to let the character go. We need to let these characters go and just move on. Because especially if Patrick Stewart is going like, I don't know if I want to do it anymore, you know, maybe he doesn't have to show up in the next X-Men. Actually, did he show up in Apocalypse? No. No, it's uh, James McAvoy in Apocalypse. So maybe he's done. Maybe he's done. Maybe they don't need him. Um, But just, I don't know. I don't know why they, they feel the need to to have a continuity like just tell good stories just tell good stories and move on like the reason people want to see x-men is not because that oh it connects to that movie from 17 years ago that's what i care about no they just care about good stories you know i'm glad they did an apocalypse story and i still want to see what the hell that turned into but you know we don't need we don't need it we don't need it (sighs) so i don't know i feel like i kind of talked myself in circles a little bit there i died Convinced myself on that retcon, though. If if they are retconning from the 70s, they can retcon whatever they want. But then why why bother retconning in the first place? Why put yourself in that position where you have to do that? Just make new stuff. Just move on. Oh, well. Uh, we'll see what happens with the X-Men franchise from here. This Wikipedia article lists four other movies in, in, uh, in various pre-production. Where'd it go? Yeah, so they're talking about an X-Force film, a Gambit film, a New Mutants film. There is a dead. I'm not counting Deadpool. I don't know why that's in here. And then talking about an Apocalypse sequel, which I don't know what that means. I I, I mean, whatever. I, I guess the, the whole trilogy thing is done, right? People don't want to do trilogies. They want to do, they want to do just series that run forever and ever until we die. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what we'll see what lies ahead for them. But I I don't know. I, I might I might have a hard time with with this, especially if they keep sticking to like you know they keep throwing in stuff like oh well Cyclops is now a fifty year old man because we've gone so far in the future. I don't know. I I just I don't see how they keep this up. I don't know why they feel so ham like why let yourself be hamstrung. And it's part of what I agreed with um, Joe Casada years and years ago on is people always 
yelled at him for not obeying continuity and and I, I I think continuity is important I think it has its place but you shouldn't let continuity get in the way of a good story and I feel like the X-Men movies are doing that to themselves they're forcing them to say no no no, this is in the same universe I mean it's even you know Hugh Jackman's come out about Logan saying like oh yeah the movie's not really in the X-Men universe as it is it's kind of an alternate future and like cool that makes sense like it seems like a darker film why would it be in the same universe and then you know the higher ups go like no 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 same universe same universe everything's cool everyone everything's cool everyone keep buying shit so it's just it is it is what it is I guess I hope I hope they take this opportunity to really examine where they want to take these movies and what they want to do with this universe and really just start over just wipe it clean just you have you have the opportunity um so yeah i guess that's it for today um thanks everyone for tuning in if you have any questions or comments for me you can hit me up at 30 extra lives at gmail.com i am on twitter at t lynch 117 and actually if you want some more x-men fun head to 30extralives.com slash video and check out uh, 30 Extra Looks Season 2. I did a uh, I did a look on X-Men 2 for the Genesis. That game is real hard, uh, but it was a fun video to do, and uh, hopefully you'll check it out. So thanks for tuning in. I've been Tom Lynch for 30 Extra Lives, the podcast, and I'll catch you all next time.